Today on Sagittarian Matters, anger, comics, puppets, rage, and more. With my guest, Korean Angry's Unsu Jong. Stay tuned. from Portland, Oregon. Producer Ponyo and I are here to present at the Oregon Book Awards on Monday, hosted by Cheryl Strait. But in the meantime, I am keeping myself so busy teaching middle school and becoming plagued once again by Nightmares of the Golden State Killer. My mistake, I re-listened to Michelle McNamara's audiobook of I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the story about the East, what's his name, the East Area Rapist? also known as the Golden State Killer or the Vansalia Ransacker. Oh my God. If you like scary books, this is a great book to listen to. If you like sleeping with mace or a mag light or a knife under your pillow, this is a great book to listen to. If you like pushing giant pieces of furniture in front of doors before you go to bed and checking under the bed before you go to sleep, also highly recommended. I do recommend it, but um, it may terrorize you. Okay, other unrelated side note if you saw the movie us i need you to know that i believe in something called the jason and pluto theory give that a google Um, i kind of went down some deep reddit holes after i saw the movie and this was also mentioned in an article and it's what i think was going on i'm not going to spoil it for you i don't want to describe it here because if you haven't seen the movie yet you'll be mad at me but maybe on a future podcast we can discuss the Jason and Pluto theory. Look it up. We can talk about it later. Okay, on with the show. When I was a teenager, one of my favorite comics was Hothead Paisan, Homicidal Lesbian Terrorist by Diane DeMassa. Started in 1991, the comic featured Hothead, the title character, wreaking violent vengeance on male oppressors. Recurring characters included her cat Chicken, her best friend Roz, and a talking lamp, which I think was named Donna Summer. Hothead Paisan was a cult favorite, and it ran for 21 issues, including two book collections, a candy bar, and a theatrical production. The last time I heard from this character was in about 1999, and I've been a little bereft ever since. So imagine my true joy to find a new feminist, anti-racist, pro-immigrant, rageaholic icon just last year. This icon is Angry. Inspired by frustration and rage after the 2016 election, Korea Angry is the comic of artist and animator Unsu Jong. In this photographic comic of hand-built dioramas with a unibrowed rageaholic doll in the center, Jong tackles sexism, racism, immigration, work, depression, families, and more. If you have not yet visited her well-stocked Instagram, Korea Angry, let me describe what delights you will find there. One, Kriangri fucking a bread bowl with a strap on as an example of how it feels to fuck a white guy. Two, Kriangri shouting down racists. Three, wearing a necklace made of the penises of men who threatened her at a bar. Four, answering the door for anxiety. And five, our hero holding up a notebook that says, not interested in your fucking fetish. It was my true pleasure to have Unsoon Jong visit the Sagittarian Matters studio one afternoon to chat about her comic, her process, the act of channeling anger through dioramas, and more. Please sit back and enjoy my talk with cartoonist Unsoon Jong.
Su Jung. Welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Hello, my name is Su Jung, and thanks for having me here. You're the cartoonist behind one of my new favorite comics, Korean Angry. Yes, it's Korean Angry. It's angry, Korean angry, angry Korean. Um, I anytime I post, sometimes I like I get really excited about it, and I post it online, and then. Everyone I know goes wild, and they all DM me, and they're like, I love this. What is this? This is my favorite thing. Can you, for my listeners who aren't familiar, can you tell them who she is or what this comic is? Yes. Uh, so Korean Angry is about more like myself in an angrier form, like more unfiltered, more raw, more gutsy like version of myself that I've never got to become. Um, so that's the whole comic behind the character. Mm-hmm. And she... It's she. What's she made out of? She's made of actually a bunch of different materials. Um, it's wire and then um, string and then uh, this liquid called balloon rubber where you dip in and it gives you flexibility to move around the wire. Um, and then the head is made of a cement, like hard. Oh really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I only actually have like two heads uh, that I don't really want to make, and then I have a bunch of bodies that I kept making because uh, it falls apart a lot. So. She, I mean, is she in a constant state of being angry? I, that's actually a good question because I also want to have a different kind of emotion, but I think the angry, the anger, the emotion of being angry was something that I've never really um, reflected myself in my years. So most of the character, most of the emotion that she has is angry. She she's remarkable and she kind of has a unibrow and sometimes she's naked and sometimes she's doing things like humping a chicken leg yeah. or I mean, I don't even she's like, wait, what is the the little there's like a white pillow guy that shows up. Yeah, the white pillow guy is just a character that are just sometimes is her lover. Sometimes it's just like the friend that says dumb shit. Sometimes it's employer. Sometimes like just dude on the street that says random thing to me. Or it just it's not a specific person. It just becomes a character that just she gets really annoyed about. In one of the comics, she just keeps stabbing him. He's saying these terrible things to her, and then she takes out... Is she stabbing with a knife? Yeah. She takes a knife, and she starts stabbing him, and then shit is coming out of him. And yeah, then he- yeah. It's It was, like, an idea of, like, where, like, just a bag of shit that men say sometimes, and I just, just wrote down the notes of, like, oh, my God, it could be just literally a bag of shit. And I just use this character that are just random character that, like, when he says, oh, you're beautiful... And she just, I don't know, I don't know if that really means a beautiful, beautiful one. Just let me just find out. And she stabs him and she goes like, cat! And then all this like shit just comes out. <laughs> and that's like other expectation of, oh, maybe if you do this, you could be more beautiful. Maybe if you lost some pounds, or maybe if you lose glasses or all this like hidden messages that he doesn't really say when he says beautiful. Um, so, yeah. How did it start? What inspired you? To make this character character? or to even make this project. Well, this character actually comes from um, after 2016. I was really depressed of the election and I was suffering from anxiety and terror, night terrors. uh, And I just started writing things down. What makes me angry? What makes me anxiety? And it just comes with this character that just don't give a fuck pretty much. And like, let me just like talk about this is going on in my head. Um, yeah. So it become a character where myself, actually the design myself, the hair and everything is myself of like parted hair, um, and it just became a version of me. Oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
that didn't have to um, be in real life. I created this character so my mom doesn't read my comic, um, so none of my family reads my comic uh, because of still I was worried that they would read things and they would just kind of like, okay, why did you do that? Yeah, I wasn't ready to. Sorry, I wasn't ready to have a confrontational like conversation because I just didn't really need to make them understand my feeling per se. But I just wanted to kind of let it out. So we talked a little bit about ways that your character is different than you, or the same as you, and different from you. So she's more bold. She's more brassy. Yes, yes, it's the same, but at the same time, um, it's not exactly myself because. I wonder if it's like if I'm speaking for some of the voices that I haven't heard from. I'm not saying that I'm speaking for them, but I feel like sometimes my character somehow becomes that, whether I want it or not want it to be. Yeah. And it, it feels like, so I met you at a comics convention. It was Kala. Kala, yeah. And so you, you have this setup where you have, um, I don't know, is it is it like shelving or what, where you have her set up. So how big is the actual character? Is she like six inches tall? Yeah, I think six about, about six inches tall. She's about six inches tall, and then you have her in almost like a diorama, like some of her yeah, settings. Yeah, yeah, that I yeah, that was the setting of a little. Uh, people just really respond to the set or, or the physical thing being there, so I decided to give a little bit of um, like a scene what it looks like when I make her or when I just post her. So I decided to incorporate that, and then just people just love it so much. So not that I'm doing it for people <laughs> getting the love. I just yeah. think it just kind of shows the full. I guess, spectrum of what I do. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's so fun. And if people... I'm going to tell people where they can find you later, but um, if you can... If you come and you can see the display in real life, it's wonderful. But I think that by you going to comic shows, you probably get a lot more fodder for the comic. Does it kind of just feed itself? Like, what kinds of things do people... How do people react when they see her or when they look through your comic? It's kind of tough because... um, yeah, uh, since 2017, I've been traveling Pacific Northwest. I've been to Seattle, Portland, um, and San Francisco, and I just visited um, Tijuana. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah, just <laughs> didn't do so well in Tijuana <laughs> because the language barrier. But I've tried to like different cities to kind of um, bring into like myself out there, put myself out there, and it's really great because I really get to connect with the Korean Americans there in different cities and sometimes it's like really fantastic to just hear oh my god like I could really relate to you um I haven't seen the things like this before so it just really gets me excited but there are times like where like just guys just come up to me and just like you know we're not all that bad or like oh the, <laughs> or like the weird guys just just like asking me like just really weird questions on the event just specifically for me for it seems like and I I just get so furious, and that makes me want to do more comic for that exact reason. I think I'm trying to practice my channeling anger and frustration of the experiences into the comic and kind of make fun of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that brings me to a listener question. Uh, Liz Yerby says, have men ever read your comics and realized you were complaining about them? As a cartoonist who wants to yell at men via comics, I've run into this worry a lot. So... um, so expanding on that, have you had reader feedback of men that have read your work and been like, yeah. hey, hey, is that me? Or did that's a, that's a direct quote of something I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, the, there, were, there, there were instances where um, shit that men said to me on like display, and then this guy came, comes and reads and like, oh my god, this is the exact thing that just asked you. Uh, sometimes like if that person's nice, like, I'm sorry I did that, or sometimes like, 
like earlier I said like yeah you know we're not that bad or like sometimes like God just like there are people that just completely disgust or like don't give a crap about or just and that I think it's something that is very hard and it's very not easy but I kind of have to move on because once I get into that mindset of what people are thinking about I can never make what I want to make and it becomes like okay this is my thing so don't fucking come here and just give me that because I gotta do what I gotta do because this makes me feel relaxed this is my you know coping mechanism of like getting my anxiety this is a lot of like a reason why I do my comic the way it is and the the negative feedback from one or two or group of like men doesn't really give me a reason to stop what I do yeah I think that's wonderful. It's it's hard. You have to write. I don't know. I can't remember who said this, but somebody said, write like, write like your family's dead and then edit like they're alive. But so like when I'm writing things, I just have to, I can't think about any of the people that I'm writing about or who might think something about it. Like later when I'm editing, maybe I can, but when I'm actually writing it, I'm just like, eh. and also I'm not using a fictional character. This is a fictional character. Yeah. So you're not actually saying like, you know, Bob McGillicuddy of yeah. Burbank, California said. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just kind of about their ego if they see themselves in there and they're embarrassed. Yeah. But maybe they should be embarrassed for saying those things to you. Yeah. Actually, like hard thing about the men, it's like men are, men giving me negative feedback doesn't really bother me as much as like the older Asian uh, Asian American woman saying like I don't get your comic at all like why are you angry like there's so many like California in California there's so many Asian Americans like what could be so hard for you the questions like that just like really stun me or or when like grandmas don't really just get me at all or some sometimes I feel like my friends like if they read it are they gonna be offended about it like those like moments are the more harder ones on honestly than the men's like I don't really that yeah. that's not a problem but I feel like when allies or the people that I want to get um a good feedback from when they don't give me that that's when it becomes like oh god that's really hard I had like I had like some moms just like this is disgusting or like you know just like terrible feedback I'm just like in my head and I'm screaming I'm I'm working on like a feminist work you don't understand <laughs> but you know yeah. I can't really say that because I my personality is not that and I wish that those are the moments that I wish I was a character just like just fucking yeah. say th- those things but what does her voice sound like I want her voice to be more like nasally mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason i just imagine her voice would be like nasally voice and just like yuppie, 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 like that voice yeah. um just haven't really put my voice into the character because <laughs> i'm just so i always wonder when she if she'd be like you know when she's like i hate you yeah yeah it's more like nasally kind of like high pitch like uh you know <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Ingrid Boring, Shoshana Ruth Wachter, Michelle Lemoyne, Mary Pinson, Jill Soloway, and Christy Herod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 billion, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's Ponyo's voice.
have a lot of young Korean people reach out to you and said that they love this character. Yes, yes. And then those are the, the best moments of my, the best, like, time where I feel like this is really rewarding. Like, what I'm doing actually matters to some degree. I have other folks that are not Koreans come to me and, like, these are the things I wanted to say to my parents. Um, when I read your comic, it really, like, makes me feel happy and joy because I feel like I'm in a family where I can't cause or I can't do this thing. But I really relate to your anger and resonate it. And that's, like, the best compliment I can get. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I think she's the best. I don't even eat chicken. And you gave me a sticker sheet of her, <laughs> like... Eating chicken, like having sex with chicken, just like covered in like chicken spices and grease and yeah. sauce and yeah. stuff. At the end, she's like, oh, that was good. Like, yeah. And it's one of my, it's my, one of my favorite chick, the sticker sheets, yeah. chicken sheets. Yeah. I, I was living, um, by the time I was living in Cape Town, um, we were living literally right next to the Obi Bear Chicken. And um, Obi Bear Chicken is one of the best fried chicken places I, I claim, I think, in Cape Town. Um, I, when I immigrate to, United States, I wasn't able to have like those fried chicken moments until I came down LA. And when I found this chicken place, it, it was, was like, oh my God, I am reunited with this food that has a strong resonation, like strong remembering moments of my time in Korea where I used to eat this. And to see that in America, to see it in K-Town, to like be right next to our house, our apartment that we we're living, we were going like once or two times a week and we were just obsessed and when my partner, now husband, like was away, I just got a box of chicken on my underwear, just start eating chicken, <laughs> just because it just gave me so much joy and happiness. Um, and I fell asleep watching TV with the chickens all over me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I had like just just fucking chicken sauces and crumb like in my underwear, and I woke up in the morning and felt great. I just like this is the. The glorious moment. <laughs> I need to record it. I need to describe this experience because it was just giving me so much happiness. And so then you sculpted a little piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah, I sculpted a little piece of chicken out of like clay and just decided to make a moment where she's having the best moment where she's humping this chicken because mm -hmm. that's how it felt like. We just had to spend a night together. They do it all kinds of positions too. <laughs> it was really bizarre because I stationed her in a little box and I like was like taking an image of very pornographic like <laughs> positions of her having fucking a chicken and just I'm just like taking a photo like yeah more raunchiness like more more of that angle like this is how I have sex. It felt great and also very perverted. <laughs> And then when you are done, so, so you have these dioramas or I don't know if that's what you call them, like sets. Yeah, little sets and props. Little yeah. sets that you make with props. And then you put her in them and you act these things out. And then at the end of the time, do you do you put her away somewhere? Is, is it like she's an actor and you're like, okay, she's done for the day and she's like good night yeah sometimes i just like leave her on the set because just oh my god like i just love this scene so much i want to see more next day or like i just take it apart and then put it her like with her rest of other bodies <laughs> we're just stationed in um so i can like go back and find it um i should take care better care of her but i always like okay you're done like <laughs> you just like didn't work i'm just gonna leave you over here and i gotta do other work how many sets do you have? So I don't specifically have a set um, dedicated to a like a comic because it's always changing. But I do have like a props that are that I use for multiple scenarios. I would say for those props, I think I would have like 
four different set scenarios of a props that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to make a more a stable, like, civilized, like, set, like a kitchen and a bathroom and all that, which is, like, taking a long time. <laughs> I want it to be. So. Also, why isn't this just drawn? What made you decide yeah. to make her... A character. Gotcha. I, I drew her um, in the beginnings, um, and I just felt like drawing is great, but I just really love, like, in crafting this, like, making things with my hand, and, like, it really calms me down when I'm, like, very nervous. I have a nervous anxiety, um, so it really calms me down when I craft the, the props and, like, the moments of, like, making a time to make each props that goes with it each zine gets like more elaborate with the better looking props just because i am honing my skills to make those props mm-hmm. um and i just love the puppet form I, I don't know what it is i just really love it it's beautiful i feel like it works so it works so 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 well if you have an advice question for sagittarian matters Call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. Okay, what happens in the next issue? What can people look forward to? Yes, the next issue um, is kind of like about my story about going back to my home country and like so 2017 I went back to Korea for the first time in 18 16 17 years um and how strange I felt in my own home country like for the longest time like me imagining myself going back to Korea would be I don't know felt a comfort and I was just so looking forward to the moment where I was able to go back uh, but it really wasn't like that at all where I feel like I completely felt like a stranger or foreigner um, I felt weird because I could hear everyone what they're talking about I understand I and everyone looks like exactly the same as me in a way but I just did not feel like I was part of that society at all and I felt so estranged that I had to write about this like experience and that focuses on my next scene where I just feel like an outsider in the United States I feel like an outsider in Korea I just becomes like this floating like identity where I don't really know if I'm part of any culture that's how I feel mm-hmm. that sounds like you had to make a lot did you have to make a lot of other people um no um I think it's just more about um how I write my comic Mm. it's like instead of like short panels it would be a little bit more longer panels mm-hmm. um it kind of like opens up my beef with the korean people which is really i'm actually working on it and it's really hard because it's like i actually kind of talked to my mom about this or i'm talking i'm like making a comic about my beef with the koreans in korea and her reaction was like you know you're talking kind of smack about yourself you know because that is a reflection of you and i wasn't expecting any positive um reaction from her but it's just something to that i have been in my mind like the things that bothers me about korean people i have to write about and that's going to be the challenge of this issue but what makes me angry in that way yeah i have a weird question but like how does it feel to you know to have all these experiences where you're like uh fucking men you know and so I'm, i'm thinking about like the like a sense of belonging or you know identity or ever just being out in the street be like oh men 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 and then you go home and you're married to a man yeah and then does it feel do you feel like you have to be like it's okay or 
It was very hard because I think I was projecting a lot of fear and、um, anger to him and to my friends and to my mom in general.、Um, my relationship with my husband got so much better because I made comic. It because I'm just like using my outlet to my creative way to put the anger out there, and I was able to separate. I don't know when I was able to do this, but as I do it, I was able to separate that. I'm talking about you, like or like this is all about white men, or this is like the men's problem into my comic, and I don't bring into my relationship with him as much as I used to, I guess. And I just see that like this is like my my, my projection、um, of feelings, negative emotion to my art, and that has became so much better and positive in my relationship with him. It's weird. I I am somebody who I I think as I. You know, I grew up in a way where I saw anger be destructive, and so then when I get angry about things, I judge myself、mm. for having. I'm like, oh, it's such a negative emotion,、yeah. you know. And then people, but then so then if, but then if I don't process it, I, it just kind of ekes out, and then I'm just irritable all day or crabby all day or like little, I'll just be complaining about everything that happens. And so I like things that are just an actual outlet and just be like, yeah, this is a great way to process your anger.、Yeah. So that you're not actually taking it out on yeah the people that you love like,、yeah. you know I happen to like I don't know if anybody could relate but I was like doing that to most people that are close to me I was projecting it to people who are very close and very loving to me I don't know why I was doing it I think everything just came to the boiling point because I wasn't used to express my feeling and when the election happened it just that whole like pumped up energy and pumped up like emotional anger has just kind of Exploded and everywhere. I was really negative and I was really not fun to be with. And it was really isolating feeling. I just needed to find a like some kind of art outlet to make me feel not like that. Yeah. Well, I hope that it goes far and wide, and I hope it turns into a book collection someday because you have so many issues yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is my sixth issue, and I'm hoping someday to work in an actual book where I can just like put everything together as a one. Um, just to see how I started, and it's been going on since like 2016, so it's like three years now. You're so, so. prolific because you have what? <laughs> you have five or six issues. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, I have five issues. Fifth, I'm, I'm working on six, which will come at the end of this month, and I'm just working on、um, mini series that's not Korean-ry, but I think it's also important to write those feelings that is not in that. Character's voice as well. Oh, yeah, and that's been also nice break to have. What is、there. that? So I worked on my、uh, little mini one about my moles、mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was born in this giant mole in my back, and that has scarred me throughout the, my years of growing up、um, because just like the comments I would get, the bull, the bully that I had to, the bulliness I had to go through, and it was a big shame that I had to live with this mole and. I didn't know how it impacted me, my self confidence and you know insecurities and all that until like adult life that just kind of don't need that kind of crap. So I started making, I started writing about it,、um, and those are mini scenes that I'm working on that I worked on.、Um, I'm working on my series on my grandma.、Uh, my grandma it embodies like. Like love and frustration for me because of the time that she lived with. She just been through so many decades of like World War Two, like you know Korean War. She immigrated to United States, like nine one one, and she saw LA riots. You know, like she went through all these decades, and there are conversations we just don't talk about, or I just can't talk about, or I just just. 
can't correct her in ways because the generation gap is just something that I can't get over yet.、Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like dedicate this mini zine to my grandma. Is it illustrated? It is illustrated and it is kind of writing at the same time. So、oh, I can't wait for those. And also, you tell me reminds me I have that mole zine, but it's literally it's literally a mini zine. It's <laughs> yeah, so it small.、Tiny. That I realize it's somewhere in my ponyo suitcase. When I ride on the airplane, I put the things I want to read in the dog suitcase yeah, so that I can put everything else overhead. And then I realize that it's somewhere in there, but it's yeah, so tiny yeah, that I lost、yeah. it in there. Oh, I can't wait to、it's, read it. It's like a one inch or like one and a half inch, like square,、um, like drawings of my moles in my body. So I just took a pictures and then just drew out the actual moles in my body. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.